The Parliament, as we told you earlier, had a crack at calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. It was heated, and Labor's Damien O'Connor went completely off-piste and started calling Israel actions or Israeli actions genocide and that they were merely following the state. Associate Professor of Politics and International Relations at Auckland University, Stephen Hoadley, is back with us. Morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Having watched it yesterday, it shows in a way the complexity of the conflict, doesn't it? I mean, there was plenty of emotion in our Parliament, but no real agreement from opposing sides. That's the war in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. It's also unusual that Parliament began its new term with a foreign policy debate. This is uh, rather than a domestic policy debate. The passions ran high. The word genocide and war crimes were thrown around. Support for Israel. Uh, ceasefire. It was debated whether a ceasefire is the truce and what does it all mean. Yeah, it was really a very dramatic and I think educational in many respects. What's the value of us doing anything, not that we did, but if we did something symbolic, what's that prove? It proves that New Zealand is an actor, New Zealand is aware, New Zealand is concerned, New Zealanders, that is parliamentarians representing New Zealanders, uh, are internationally uh, uh, aware of what's happening and want to make an impact. Now, it may have no real material effect, given that there are much more powerful players uh, in the arena, but it does put New Zealand on the side of the majority of countries in the world. It, it may ruffle some feathers in uh, in Jerusalem and in Washington, but uh, in other respects, uh, it means that New Zealand is a mainstream player. I was reading an article from an institute, I can't remember the name of it, doesn't matter, but they were suggesting Biden, for example, is now internationally as isolated as Putin in his unerring support of Israel. Would that be a fair assessment or no? No, I think that's exaggerated in the sense that uh, Joe Biden has been very clear that Israel has to abide by international law. It has to take into account uh, the the injury and damage that it's caused. It has to uh, be more careful in its pursuit, although the United States agrees with the aim of destroying Hamas, a terrorist militia, which I think we all agree should not be allowed free reign in the world or in the Middle East. Mm. But uh, the United States increasingly is... uh, is, is moving towards the center, saying that Israel has to you know, find a different means and also come up with a plan B. That is, what happens after Hamas is destroyed? If it is destroyed, what's the future of Gaza? Back to New Zealand, what I found interesting, when you look at London on any given weekend or Europe in general on any given weekend with the protests, what you've seen in America this week in the House and the, um, you know, the anti-Semitism at universities, are we a complacent nation? Well, you raised the question of anti-Semitism. I think there's a lot of anti-Israel sentiment out there, and I think the news media bear some of the blame for that, showing the destruction and the injury of Palestinians and underplaying the the harm that Israel has suffered, not only in on the 7th of October, but also over the years uh, as uh, it suffered attacks from the other side. So there is a kind of media bias. Uh, mm. It's inadvertent. It's not deliberate. Do you reckon? Uh, it's just that... I reckon, I reckon it's pretty yeah. deliberate. I mean, what I saw last week, Stephen, were tunnels under the hospital that they denied were there. There are tunnels under the hospital. And what we learned this week were hostages were returned who had had their genitals shot when they were raped. And where was the coverage of that? Yeah, that's a very good point, Mike. Uh, we don't see enough of that. Uh, the Israelis, I think, should be playing the narrative war a little more smartly by showing more of that. The news media somehow tend to ignore that, and they show the uh, 
the, the dead children and, and the collapsed buildings, yeah. and they don't show what is happening on the other side. So, yeah, there's an there's a bias, and I think we need to see both sides, and maybe a truce or a ceasefire is a good thing, but this would leave Hamas uh, as the victor in the contest. Stephen, appreciate your time as always. You have a good weekend. Steve Hoadley out of Auckland University. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.